Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I changed things up. We were supposed to do Big we, Trouble yeah, in Little China, yeah. but I was sitting at work the other day, and I was thinking about Woody Harrelson. In a million years, I have never would have thought you would have picked this movie. Yeah. Like, and I feel like we've talked about the fact that you like this movie. Yeah. Because this is one of those movies that I usually tell people about, like, because, you know, everybody's like, the fuck is the cowboy way? Right, like, right, you know? right. So, yeah, the cowboy way. I think I was thinking about Woody Harrelson and I was thinking about all the movies he was in. I was like, you know, I love that cowboy way movie. I was like, wait a minute. I was think I was trying to find like a Western comedy and this isn't really a Western, but it has cowboys in it. Right. And it's funny. Yes. So fuck it. And it's so weird because like there's a couple movies that me and you have had that kind of like how we got introduced to it is similar. My dad loved this fucking movie. Like we owned it on VHS. Like, my dad loved this fucking movie. I think we did, too. Because I was telling you before we hit record, I was like, I don't remember how or I watched this movie. I was like, I think my dad had it on VHS, or I caught it on one of those late night shows, but I think we had the VHS. Yeah. So, yeah, I popped it in one day, sat down and watched it. I was like, that was a really good movie. Yeah, like, I'd say, like, th- there's probably only, like, four or five movies growing up that my dad just always watched. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever they were on, he always put it on. And Cowboy Way and Tombstone, Tombstone were, yeah. were two of the five. The other one was like Die Hard 1. He loved the first Die Hard. Uh, he's a big Bruce Willis guy, too. Like, I think that's where I get a lot I was of gonna say, love from Bruce Willis. A lot um, of it's starting to make sense. This podcast makes sense now. He uh, he used to, he loved Last Man Standing. Like, <laughs> he still stands by that. It's like one of the best Westerns ever. I'm not going to knock him for it. I like that. It's a movie. pretty fun movie. I like that movie, dude. Like, I didn't hate it. It was different. As I'm saying, it's like when you think you're like, All right, I've seen this before. It's like, well, I, not really. <laughs> no, it's different. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, he had, oh, Ace Ventura. He fucking loved Ace Ventura. When That's it a good movie, out. too. Yeah. I tell people all the time. I was like, once upon a time, there was a grown man who talked through his ass and in a movie. Loved it. And everyone loved it. The greatest thing ever put on television at that, uh, at that moment in time. <laughs> so this was my introduction to Woody Harrelson. Like right. I did not know who he was before I watched this, and I was like, "This dude is hilarious. I want to see him in everything." And so I do. I if feel, you tell yeah. me Woody Harrelson's in it, I'm gonna go watch it. I don't care how bad it is. Yeah, I feel like it's like a tie between this and like White Man Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two movies when I was a kid. I just remember him being in, and then you know, obviously later on. Uh, Natural War Killers and other stuff like that. But yeah, this this is like my perfect Woody Harrelson, man. Like, yeah, 100%. I love, I love his character in this movie. I love how he portrays it. I love his vibes. And him and Kiefer Sutherland, like, I, I don't know. So saying, much chemistry. I know it's been 30 years. I'm not expecting a cowboy way too. But I would like to see them do something else together. Yes. Because I think Kiefer is a great straight man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Woody Harrelson just, I mean, he just fucking kills it in this movie. Yeah. Like, He's the best part of this movie, in my opinion. I completely agree. Not to say Kiefer's a slouch, because I think he does a great job, too. No, because we did, uh, well, not you and I, but Victor and I did uh, Flatliners not too long ago. Yeah. And he's great in that. Oh, yeah. Lost Boys. I mean, Kiefer's a, Kiefer's a dog, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got his movies. You mm-hmm. know, they're not all fantastic, but uh, I even like that movie Freeway that he's in with him and Reese Witherspoon. And yeah. he plays a weird motherfucker in that I don't one. think I've seen that one. It's a crazy ass movie, dude. <laughs> I might pick it one day, but yeah, it's fucking crazy. So, when did Tombstone come out? Ninety three. This came out in ninety four. Hmm. 
And you know how I was I was going over the Tombstone podcast. I was surprised about the budget. Mm. Tombstone, 25, 25 million. Mm. 35 million for this movie. You know why it was that much more? Because they shot this shit in New York City. They did. They did not shut down anything except for the train station part. Mm -hmm. And they didn't shut down the whole train station, just one row of tracks. Yeah. And uh, that's actually one of the fun facts I had. They, uh, because they were afraid the horses were going to slip because the platforms aren't very big for trains or whatever. Yeah. So they built another platform, a wider platform, and made it out of rubber so the horses could grip it. Oh, that's cool. So like, because they were saying that there's no way those horses would have been at full gallop because they would have never have been able to fucking, they would have lost their footing or, or whatever. I see, yeah. But yeah, and then they painted it black to make it look like it was natural, like it was the way the tracks were I mean, built. I never I never suspected anything. I mean, so as I was great. reading it, I was like, well, they did a great fucking job because I have no idea until this point. But yeah. like I said, the first time I saw this movie, I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it a thousand times, but like last night was the first time I had watched it in over a decade easily. Um, I don't think I watched this a lot as a kid. Like I saw it the one time and I was like, oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I don't think I revisited it a lot. I probably watched it a couple more times, but I have not seen it since I was a preteen. Right. So it's been a hot minute. Like I said, I feel like I saw it maybe one other time on like a Cinemax or some shit on, you know, one night, but easily didn't haven't seen this movie in at least 10 years yeah. since my kids have been alive. Yeah. Another fun fact. This is a uh, inspiration for the uh, Brokeback Mountain. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't ruin this fucking movie for me. Like, don't do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choose to ignore that fun fact. I'm gonna say that's bullshit. Because Brokeback's got two fantastic actors. That I this just, one has two fantastic actors. I know, but I just can't get the other one out of my fucking. There's there's a fine line that these t- two guys could have crossed no, by the end of the movie. No, I never they got, got a really, gay vibe off these two. When at he all. gave him back his belt buckle, I was like, I'm feeling those vibes. It's fucking friends, bro. It's friendship. There's only two in the world, Greg. It's not gay. It's friendship. If I give you a belt buckle, it doesn't mean I want to blow you. I'm giving you a belt buckle because we're friends. Don't fucking ruin this for me, Greg. Anyways. So this is about two cowboys that grew up together. And I love the 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 opening credits. Yeah. It shows them growing up from kids like playing cowboys and Indians and Pepper's always been kind of a show off and you know, that part where they're riding the sheep, which is adorable by the way. Like right. they really do that at rodeos. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, kids are sheep champions and shit like that. And um it was cool. Uh as another fun fact I learned while reading the production notes on this is it took them a, it took them two weeks because they shot all the rodeo scenes. That was the first stuff they shot, and they had to hire real deal rodeo people, animals, everything. First I didn't even ca- think about that, but yeah. First great cameo of this movie is Travis Tritt, which I know you're not a big country guy, but like he's he's a big time country singer, and like at that time he was like well, top tier. Yeah. yeah, he was up there, and. uh He's the one that had the hat, or not the hat, but he's the one that's got like the long mullet and the goatee. Oh, is that him? Yeah. And uh, he's like, what the fuck, Sonny? Why'd you let him throw in, man? He goes, we just lost our money now because of that shit. Like, because uh, Pepper and Sonny, Pepper is Woody Harrelson and uh, Sonny is Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep going back, but y'all know Kiefer, 
You were talking about mustaches and tombstone. He's got a good Keeper's mustache. Got a He's got a good mustache in this one. Solid mustache. Mm-hmm. They make my fucking cowboy hats look cool. Like, right. When I watch this movie, I still think to myself, like, man, if I look like that in a cowboy hat, I rock the fuck out of one, dude. Right. Because they just they they pull it off, man. And uh, Woody yes. Harrelson, like, he's 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 kind of more of like a. Like his dad was like old Dixie Mafia. Like he grew up in the South, so like it's not hard pull off for me to see Woody Harrelson playing a cowboy. But Kiefer Sutherland, I could Real be wrong. Deal. Guy could have fucking grown up on a ranch for all I know. Whatever was that? The way he did it, like it was believable. But you've seen him do other so many parts that it's just like wow. Like that just is a testament to like how good of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't acting for him. Like so, I'm saying I don't know that much about him in his upbringing or whatever, but. Um, tapped into that inner inner rancher. Well, I'm just saying, like I thought that that was like I said, Woody didn't seem like he was having to act as much because I just feel like that's the he type played of, himself. You so can I'm say saying, that, that's, yeah. That's the type of dude I see him being, like mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, but Kiefer, I mean, we've seen him play, you know, crazy all up and down the spectrum of characters. So I mean, I, I just. I got a good respect for him last yeah. night watching it again. Put some respect like, on Kiefer's name. Yeah, Kiefer is that dude. Mm-hmm. And I never even liked 24, bro. I never watched a single episode of 24. I didn't either. Oh, you know, another one he's good in, but you don't even see him until the end of that bitch? Phone booth. Didn't see that either. Dude, Because I don't want to watch a dude on a phone booth all the time. Colin Farrell, it's like one of his best movies, in my opinion. I don't know. In Bruges is pretty out there. You want to talk about, like, tension? Like, just fucking taking you on a ride? That's what Phone Booth does, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's crazy. I'll probably pick it one day. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, so, uh, beginning of the movie, they are, uh, they're cowboys, and they do rodeos, and they're, like, the best steer rodeo, like... Uh, yeah, they won state. They won state, and they got diamond and silver belt buckles for it, and, you know, it's just kind of, like, leading you into, like, how it is, but... uh. Kiefer's like the the straight and you know the narrow. He kind of keeps pepper in line, and but they're a great team together because they grew up together, they're best friends, and uh, they they fucking rope this cat this fucking cow in like ten seconds. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're they're badass, so they have a chance to go to the nationals, which is like the biggest rodeo that gets on TV, all that other shit. And Pepper don't show up, and everybody tells Sonny it's because he got fucked up in Mexico and just didn't come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's how the movie starts off. As you see, you see Pepper get out of his truck, and uh, these guys are all throwing money, and they're like making side bets on who's gonna who's gonna ride the the horse the longest. By the way, I didn't know this was like. I mean, obviously, I knew rodeos were a thing, right? But when I was like fourteen years old, I was living with my uncle at the time, and I walked in the living room, and he's just watching rodeo. Like he's just watching dudes on bulls, and I was like, "It's crazy, bro. Have you ever seen it?" Yeah, my my cousin's a real fucking. My cousin got kicked in the face, and shit fucked him up. I'm surprised he even knows his name now. Right? Yeah, he has stitches all down the face. That's tough. But uh, but yeah, I was just like, "You're just gonna sit here and watch rodeo?" I don't know. I just thought it was kind of odd. There's nothing more to add to that. I just thought. No, I mean, I, dudes I, just sit in there. It's it's one of those things that like you wouldn't think of it as being a sport, but those guys are real deal fucking athletes, bro. Like, first of all, the balls you have to have to step in that motherfucker because mm-hmm. it ain't like they can pull that bitch off of you. Like, if that bull just decides to kill you, you're you're done. Yeah, 
And then they got those fucking rodeo clowns that are probably making minimum wage out there trying to keep its attention so yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get away. That's <laughs> if it doesn't fucking trample you. You know a good movie about bull riding, dude? Fucking Jackass. Seven, seven Seconds. Oh. Great fucking movie with Luke Perry. Mm. That's all you need to see. See, that's the, that's the reason I want to do this podcast. You know so many like weird off-the-wall movies that you never pick. It's a good one, but it shows you like... like I feel like I've heard of it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, It was big when it came out. I say, yeah. But yeah, it's... You know, those guys, I mean, say, I would say other than like fucking combat sports, like UFC and shit, like, I think that's the one that you probably know there's a good chance you're going to get fucked. There's like a good chance that you're going to get fucked. That's why I brought up Jackass is because they did that. Like the, the whole, they've done it a few times with the bull. And they were playing fucking teeter totter with that fucking bull, dude. And Jack's and Knoxville waited for that bitch to get him like four times before he fucking called, (laughs) called uncle. Well, that's how he got fucked up is letting that ball come at him and it flung him in the air fucked his whole back up yeah oh dude he's fucking he's oh they're all fucked yeah well he said he's broke every bone in his body like once yeah and i'm like i believe it he said the worst one he got was when butterbee knocked his ass out in the department store and he said it wasn't the punch it was when he came down he hit the fucking counter yeah and it split his head open and they're like you 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 could die (laughs) like i know just ask bob saga they pulled him up and he's like He's like, is Butterbean okay? <laughs> he doesn't even know where he's at. Like. I'm fun with Johnny Knoxville, though. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a special talent. And he can actually act. Like, that's the thing nah. for me. Dude, I mean, I mean, I'm saying have him play a fucking Shakespearean type shit, but like, there are movies that he's good at. I mean, he can skate by. He can get by as an actor, as but he's you not. Give him too much dialogue you don't give him too much like character development like he I, i'll say this he makes a great sidekick yeah yeah like i love him in walking tall i think him and the rock are great together in mm-hmm. um, he does have his moments but i wouldn't call him a great actor i didn't say i'm just saying for like he's much better than i ever thought he would be like i mean the ringer hell offensive but i mean i was gonna say funny in it like it's a heartwarming movie um but yeah so yeah, anyways, so the uh Pepper Pepper and uh Sonny and Sonny both ride. Mm-hmm. And Sonny has Sonny the, pays his dues into the hat, yeah. And he tells Pepper, like, if you don't pay your debts off, I'm gonna beat your ass. And he's like, Well, you can beat my ass right now. And he's like, You heard what I fucking said, Pepper, and just walks away. Because, mm-hmm. like, Pepper he won't talk to Pepper because he left him left him in the wind, yeah. you know, at that rodeo. So Kiefer goes out there and rides and uh, he has the top score, and then Pepper's last, and he wins it. Mm-hmm. And all the guys standing around, which Travis Tritt's one of them, they're all bitching about, like, why the fuck did you let him in, Sonny? We just lost all this money and shit. And he's like, <laughs> Pepper sure can't cowboy when he feels like it, don't yeah. he? Because, like, he knows he's a great, like, you yeah, know. he's good at he, what he does when he wants right. to do it, but he's a degenerate, so yeah, he just, it's hard to get him any, to do anything so, uh, and it introduces their friend Nacho, who of course has known them both their whole lives. And uh, Nacho works at Sonny's ranch, like helping him, and you know, and uh, Nacho's pretty much just trying to get them to put the put the bullshit aside. Like y'all been friends your whole lives, like forgive him, you know. Yeah, exactly, because you know you're basically family, right? And this isn't helping anything. And you know. They're both kind of like, man, fuck that guy. They're bullheaded, yeah. Right. They're both fucking cowboys. Pepper's like, I've apologized fucking so many times. Like, I don't even know. He's like, saying sorry, don't always make it happen, you know? And then, uh, so Nacho goes home 
and then you get it uh, it cuts to a scene <laughs> with a bunch of uh immigrants coming off of a boat dylan mcdermott I'm sorry, I gotta say this. I don't think the dude is a bad actor, but how fucked up did he look during this movie? He did look fucked up, yeah. Like, I don't know what it was, like if it was pills, or he was drinking a lot, or what. He was probably getting into character. But it almost seemed like he was about to cry. He was so emotional. Like, <laughs> half his lines, for real, though. If you look, go, go back and look at it. It's, why do you treat me like this, Manny? <laughs> what makes you think you're better than me? And I'm just like... I think he was trying to... He was just going a little overboard with the acting... I don't know, man. Like the over. But I noticed that this last time watching it, I was like, "Bro, this dude is fucked up right now." Like, <laughs> his eyes are all glazed over and shit. Like getting into character, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and you do what you got to do. But anyways, that's what these dudes do. They traffic people and then use from them from Mexico for, and in use Cuba them for, and mm-hmm. wherever. And uh, but he has like a side hustle where he's trying to bring people's family members in, <clears throat> but he charges them more off the top. Yeah, he's trying to get more money out of him. Yeah, so Nacho is trying to bring his daughter to America. So um, Dylan is trying to... His name is John Stark. Yeah. John Stark. It's a dope-ass name. I was going to say, I want to be John Stark. My porn name. It's it's a basketball player. Is it? Mm -hmm. John Stark of the 90s Knicks. (laughs) Could never be Jordan. But uh, Why don't you have a sports podcast? I don't know, man. Because there's a million of them. So? There's um, not the par pod, sports podcast. The par though. sports sports band. Yeah. I think it would be hella entertaining. I've talked about it with my buddy because he's really into it too, and like we'll just talk for hours about sports and shit. And I'm just like, yeah, just set up the podcast, hit record, and then upload it. Like you're already talking about it. it's like the reason we started doing this. We're already going to talk about these movies. It's just we're recording it. It's true. But anyway. But, uh, so yeah, Nacho's daughter, he's trying to get him over. But now, what's his name is trying to charge him more money. He's like, you owe me $5,000. Yeah, he charged him five grand to get her to America. And then he calls him back and says, I need another five grand so you can have her when you get here. And Nacho doesn't make a lot of money, you know, and I'm guessing it took a lot of, uh, it took everything. It took everything from him just to get her to America. Right. And, uh, he takes, Sonny has all these old cowboy guns. You know, uh, those chromed out, nickel-plated type shits, you know? Expensive guns. He takes all of Sonny's guns and leaves. Sonny gets home from the rodeo, and he notices that, uh, you know, Nacho had left him a note. said, I'm going to get my daughter in New York City. And, uh, you know, sorry about your guns. I'll I'll make it up to you. So, but he writes the uh, he writes the number in the dust mm-hmm. of the of the counter. So the desk, yeah, of the desk, yeah. So it cuts to five days later, and Kiefer pulls up to or uh, Sonny pulls up to Pepper's place, which is a fucking shack, son. <laughs> like a fucking New Mexico fucking pueblo. That's what that bitch looks like. It's about to fall down. Sonny's house looked awesome. Like, it wasn't big, it was kind of rustic, but it looked amazing just because it was out in the middle of fucking nowhere. I was going to say, yeah, it looked like a rancher's house. Oh, it looked beautiful, man. The, but yeah, Peppers. The, the windows, but Peppers look like a fucking trap It house. looks like he built it himself. Right, yeah, like somebody squatting, like he's squatting in that bitch. Right. Uh, yeah, Peppers in there playing Big Chief. With I his- was going to make up all these, like, dumb fun facts. I was going to, like, fun fact, the Big Chief was a real thing <laughs> that... 
<laughs> Indian people used to kidnap white women and chase them around and then rape them if they got a hold of them. I could believe that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I was like, I can that. actually believe that. But yeah, this is just one of the funniest parts that stuck with me. Um, they're playing Big Chief, whatever, running around the house. She tears the bandana off his dick. <clears throat> right. And then Sonny pulls up trying to get Pepper out there. And he walks out with the cowboy, cowboy hat, hat over his dick. Yeah. But then he takes both of his hands away and it's still... Because <laughs> he's rock hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that too. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, why are you holding this? <laughs> so yeah. so uh, Sonny asked him, like, hey, you got any of that prize money I, I helped you win the other day? And he's like, yeah, I got a little bit left. He's like, well, I need it. He's like, I need to borrow it. And he's like... Yeah, hang on one second. Let me find out how much I got. <laughs> he comes back out, dressed, bag ready. Goes to get in the truck, and he's like, what are you doing? Get out of my fucking truck. And he's like, I'm going with you. I go where my money goes. He goes, well, I'm a businessman. I go where my money goes. He goes, well, I don't want your money or you. Get the fuck out of my truck. Like, So then he jumps in the back. <laughs> he's trying to pull him out. And this is what I think makes this movie so great, because you can, it's almost like they were friends. Forever, oh yeah I mean? the way he's like trying to pull him out of the truck and he just keeps grabbing a hold of the bars like that's what i was saying like, fucking get me out of here great chemistry between the two of them all right you can fucking go but you ain't getting up front with me and he fucking hauls ass out of the fucking uh out of the yard and mm. he's fucking falling all around the tail bed and shit but uh fun fact travis tritt sings the theme song to this movie really the cowboy way and oh. that starts playing as they pull off so that's a fun I fact see. for you <laughs> so i love it though because at first he's like he's all right you know he's over there fucking lassoing his boots and you know bullshit and then he's opening the window and yeah, sonny will say two words to him and then shut the fucking thing back up well it starts getting cold because they're going from New Mexico to New York, so like it's that's cold. one hell of a fucking. Drive. Oh my god, I just thought about that. Like, dude, those it's those, literally two parts. That beat up asshole Chevy they got too, dude. You know, imagine how many gas stops they had to make, dude. My parents just went from Central Florida to North Carolina, mm. and it cost them about two hundred and fifty bucks in gas, and that's not even that far. Well, I mean, they probably don't drive a diesel or anything. I would yeah. imagine they drive a moderate-sized car. Yeah. Not some gas guzzler either. That's true. So. Yeah, that Chevy probably does fucking eat up some gas. That's like a fucking V8 in that bitch. Yeah. It's fucking... The doors weigh 100 pounds on that bitch. Right? <laughs> it does look like a fucking tank. tank. Dude, they ride it through that fucking bar, and there's not even a scratch not on a that scratch, bitch. yeah. You can't kill those trucks, dude. No, you really can't. That's why cowboys and shit use them. That's why they're still around forever. today. Yeah. You probably somebody's probably still driving that bitch, that worn bitch around. Is right, that right. The for the cowboy way, yeah, it is, man. Keeper still, sold it to me back in ninety uh, eight. She's still purring like a kitten. Still rides. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it starts to get cold. He's like, "God damn it, you can get up he here with me, but don't me." And uh, when he turns back around, it's like playing some sad ass country song. <laughs> and when he else has got this big ass tarp on him, and he's like. <laughs> All right, motherfucker, come up front. <laughs> but I don't want you yapping my ear off. So of course, he just starts fucking talking his fucking ear off. And he's trying to tell him a joke. And fucking Keeper's just over. He's like, I don't want to hear you fucking talk for the rest of the trip. Shut up. <laughs> no more talking? No more fucking talking, Pepper. All right. 
zips that bitch up. <laughs> so they drive past the sign, and Kiefer's like been driving for fucking what I assume is like two days. Yeah, no sleep. Pepper, how far to say to the interstate? <laughs> say a fucking word. You want to get something to eat? Fuck, tell me the rest of the joke, Pepper. No, I love it that he's like, all right, you can talk. And then he just goes right back into the story. No, that's what he says. He goes, all right, finish your fucking story. Uh, like, uh, he's talking about this dude named Old Tuck mm-hmm. who wakes up with a fucking horse in his, he wakes up drunk with a horse in his bed and he doesn't get to finish the joke. So they're like, you know, you have that whole scene where he's like fucking ignoring him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, fucking tell me what Old Tuck says, Pepper. And he's like, he's like, well. She ain't the prettiest thing, but I ain't gonna kick her out of bed for eating oats. <laughs> he thought that was the greatest fucking joke ever told. Like, starts kicking shit. <laughs> I love the disrespect too, bro. Like, he doesn't even want him there or in the truck. And this motherfucker has both feet kicked up on the dash. Yeah, yeah, right next to where he's trying to look. <laughs> Great chemistry in this movie. Yeah, and. uh I love that scene when they first pull up to New York because it is like a real thing. Like I've never seen New York City, so I can only imagine. And they just—it is pretty crazy because uh, I haven't been to New York, but I went to Chicago, and I'm from Central Florida, so Tampa is kind of big. It is. A it's bigger big. City. It's bigger. But seeing Chicago, like just skyscraper fuck. after skyscraper, like it—it yeah. it is overwhelming. Right. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. New York would probably be just as crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird I noticed in this movie? What's that? Not one shot of the fucking Twin Towers. Mm, I didn't even think about that, but that's true. Because, like, the 90s, every movie had the Twin Towers. Yeah, it was, like, central. Even some had to, like, edit it out. Of, like, well, uh, speaking of, yeah, you know what kind of blew my mind? Mm. There are people that are legally allowed to drink that were not born... When 9-11 happened. That's crazy. Like, just time, putting time in a rough, uh, you know, spectrum like that just kind of blew my mind the other day. I was thinking about that. (laughs) Yeah, they're 22. Yeah. Their car insurance is about to drop in a couple years. Like, fuck, and they weren't even around. Anyway, it was just... Thanks for making us feel old, bro. Appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I just... Thought that was crazy. Like, you know, you always see them bitches in the background of an older movie and they just didn't use them. Like, so I was like, okay, that's crazy. No Statue of Liberty either, which I'm glad because back in the 90s, like, if you showed New York City, if you have New York in a movie, you lingered, have it, yeah. you lingered on Statue of Liberty for like five minutes. Right. Um, but yeah, so he looks over and he's like, Sonny, yeah, Pepper, sure is big, ain't it? And they're just like, you could just see their amazement because they've never seen anything like that. You know? mm-hmm. So I, I like this movie. I still like this movie. I think it's funny, but in the nineties there, what did you ever notice? There was this trope where you would take something and then put it somewhere. It's not supposed to be right. Yeah. And it was like, it happened so much in the nineties. And yeah. this is definitely one of those. That, and I think it's why it didn't do so well because nobody really talked. Like I talked about this earlier today with you. But um, I changed my mind on what movie I wanted to do. I was like, I want to do Cowboy Way. So in my head, I'm like, I'll just go home and like rent it off something. 
It's out of print. It's not on any streaming services. It's not even on the bootleg streaming services. Like it's nowhere to be found. I tried looking it up on like YouTube and shit. Couldn't find it. I've looked everywhere. So I had to buy a physical copy just so I could watch this fucking movie. And I was just going to say like, nobody really talks about this movie that much. Like it's one of those. I'm surprised you. It's one of those hidden gems, man. Yeah. And I think it's. The only people that do know this movie are people our age. Right. They just happen to, to come grow, across it. Yeah. Right. To growing up. Or they had a, like us, they had a parent that enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I watched the trailer for this movie and thank God I didn't watch movie trailers like that back then because this <laughs> would have completely ruined this fucking movie. They literally show every good part. Oh, really? In the trailer. The trailer is uh. like five minutes long. They even show old boy getting killed at the end. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you even go watch it? Like, right, that is the movie. Condensed down. I do miss that, uh, that the voice. Yeah, because they do have one of the big three, like, voice guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson, Kiefer Sutherland, in The Cowboy Way. <laughs> yes. This summer. So it's like you've been practicing that one. Yeah. But, uh. It was kind of funny because even at the end of the trailer, like he tried to like throw some twang in it this summer. And I'm like, oh, God, stop, dude. <laughs> we need to put you put a little bit of stank on that. I'm going to have to record it. I'll send it to you, bro. But it was just like, holy fuck, Knuckle, this is bad. Like, <laughs> So they didn't do him any favors with the editing. Whoever edited that trailer fucked them from out of junk. He probably street. pissed him off. And he's like, dude, you're going to sound like shit. I'm uh, putting the worst takes on here. But uh, so, yeah, they get to the big city and they go straight to the. They go to the Waldorf oh, Astoria. The, 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 the what? Oh, no. They go to the bar. They go to the bar first. No, they go to the payphone first. You can't forget about the payphone scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the payphone or the uh, yellow books are ripped out of the payphones. And none of the phones work. <laughs> yeah. It peppers like this phone works. And he lets Sonny put it to his ear and there's just like fucking gum. I was going to say gum, but that looks like some nasty ass fucking gum. Like, I was like, why has, is it so wet? Yeah, exactly. It's like they were trying to make it look as nasty as fucking possible. Right. Dude. I don't know what gum looks like that, but mine does not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like that was nasty as shit. So nasty. But yeah, then they. But my wife's been to New York like three or four times. And she's that's like rule one. Never pick up the pay phones. Yeah. Well, they don't have them now, but. Right. And don't can. look for change. Right. Don't she, ever check for change. Mm. You know, tell them what's in there. Yeah, they put thumbtacks in there. Piss. Who knows? <laughs> Homeless dude just pissing in a fucking change. Yeah. It's New York. I, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. There's like a dirt line. Dirt line? On every building. Like just filth. It's a filth line. It's it's the because P-spot? there's so much nasty shit on the ground and in the sidewalks and everywhere, the alleys. That like my wife says like every building like a good six or seven feet it's black and then the color of the building. Oh yeah, that's because the uh, the trash men go on like strike regularly, and they won't pick up trash for like weeks. Cause the mob, baby. Yeah. Can't give me my money. Chicago is so much better. So much cleaner. People are nicer. No, they got the mob out of Chicago. That's why. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they go to the bar where they lost her nacho and. Uh, it's actually a funny part because Luis Guzman fucking shout out to Luis, man. I remember this is like the first movie. Hey, this is like Carlito's way or like the first movies I saw him. In. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, you just uh, couldn't stop seeing him for the longest time. He was in everything. He still pops up and shit. Every right, now right. And then, dude. I like Luis. I think he's good. Um, but yeah, he's one of the toughs in this, but he goes up and he's like, howdy. 
And he calls him like a fucking asshole or something in Spanish. No, he uh, he bumps his arm while he's trying to take a shot. And he oh, and it, like, it. Chips his, it like hits his teeth. Yeah. Man. I don't know if anybody's ever hit a tooth on a glass, but that shit don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And he was still friendly about it. Yeah. Like, I got into a fight way before that. Southern hospitality over in New Mexico? Is that how that works? I mean, they Maybe. are south, southwest, southwestern yeah. hospitality. But yeah, so <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, you savvy English, speak English. And dude doesn't say it. Luis doesn't say anything. And he's like, that's good. Cause I was going to tell you like a half full of assholes. <laughs> and he throws the fucking beer in his face. And, uh, <laughs> he looks over at Sonny and he's like, see what this piece of shit just did to me. <laughs> he's like, maybe you should have some manners. Pepper. He's like, we're in the city now. Yeah. You know, try a little, try a little manners. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry if I offended you, and I like to buy you a beer. <laughs> I feel like this scene's been used a million times now. Like, oh, 100 orders the guy a drink, and then your beer's here. Psh, breaks it over his head. I feel like I've seen that a bunch, but this feels like one of the first times I saw it in this movie. I was gonna say this is one of the first times. I, I mean, I'm sure there's probably a couple of 80s old movies. westerns, right? Probably like did it. But uh, so they get in a big old fight, and well, he's. Pepper scurries away and right. fucking leaving Sonny to Sonny's fight getting him. his ass beat by like five dudes. <laughs> but Kiefer's like cocks, like cowboy strong in this movie, dude. Mm-hmm. He's fucking one hitter and quitter in people, dude. Yes. Through half of this movie. And uh, they get thrown out and Pepper lands on the ground first. So he sees them throwing Sonny and he rolls out of the way. <laughs> Thanks for breaking my phone. <laughs> no problem. They have to trade hats. Like, it's a good little part. <laughs> So then they go then they go to get a hotel and the first hotel they see is the Waldorf Astoria, which is like one of the fanciest, you know, hotels in New York. Expensive as shit. I was gonna say, how do you walk in there and be like, I can afford this? Oh, that's what he first thing he says to he's like kinda of little uptown for us, ain't it, Pep? He's like, nothing but the finest for us. Like <laughs> Yeah, because he's rolling around like or uh, going around like he's rolling in the dough. Right. Like he earned that much from the He's trying fucking... to write everybody a check. Yeah, like yeah, a bad yeah. check. The the running joke about the check was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Take a check. <laughs> and he even says it like when they're going to check in, he's like, I don't know why you keep trying to write checks. He's like, he's like, you don't even have a bank account. <laughs> The funniest is trying to write the homeless man a check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't take checks. Only cash. But, yeah, he uh, they go up there and he he's, she's like, you're a real cowboy, aren't you? And Kiefer Sutherland, you know, he's all humble and shit. He's like, yes, ma'am. I've been called that a couple times. And fucking Pepper don't like the fact that he's getting the attention. So he's like, well, yeah, we're cowboys. <laughs> she's like, you from Texas? He goes, fuck Ain't no, no real cowboys in Texas. Which I don't agree with, but takes his boot off and pours like a bunch of rocks and shit on the counter. And he's like, there's a piece of New Mexico for you right there. Like fucking Kiefer just takes it and shoves it all off the paperwork. So, of course, they don't get into the hotel because they won't take checks. You got to have a credit card or cash. And he's like, can't believe they wouldn't take me. She wouldn't accept my check. <laughs> That's what he says. The part about like, you don't even have a bank account. Why would they take it? Right. So then he's like, well, we can at least get something to eat. And uh, I love this part. And I've seen this waiter and other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But he comes up and he's like, how would you like your steaks prepared? He's like, well, we're a little particular about our meat. He goes, well, you knock the horns off of it, wipe its nasty ass and put it down on the plate. And he's like, I'll make sure I give the chef your 
your your, your extreme orders or whatever, <laughs> yeah. your, your particulars. And uh, he's like, would you like wine? He's like, something, nothing too sweet, something American. He's like, Make sure you have some ice in the glass. <laughs> he's like, throw a little ice in the glass for me. He's like, now I've heard it all. <laughs> Please ruin this wine. It's very expensive wine. So then it cuts back to him while they're eating, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland's like, man, I ain't gonna lie. He's like, did a thing with the steak. And uh, he's saying, like, have you ever had steak from like a really fancy restaurant? Oh, yeah. This shit's so good. So good, dude. It's like they're killing different cows than we are. Right, right, right. Like, bro, they're holding the, f- the special cows. This cow lived a better life than me. Like, <laughs> I could taste it. He probably asked to be sacrificed. Like, I know I taste <laughs> phenomenal. I don't want to deprive the world of my deliciousness. <laughs> Right now. Don't you use one part of me for a burger. All fillets. If you grind me, I will come back and haunt you. Turn my fucking hooves into into McNuggets. But yeah, they uh so he's like he's they've had three bottles of wine. So you know this bill is fucking ridiculous. Never says the number, but like when the check comes He's, he's like, not happy. Is there anything else I can get for you? He's like, got any popsicles? <laughs> It's like, no, I'm sorry, sir. We, we don't skipped have- over the part where he uh, sucks on the bottle. Oh, yeah. But he's like seducing the lady the playing. playing cello. Yeah. And he keeps like fucking that like he's eating pussy. And she's just like apparently never had any guy hit on her ever. In right, her life. right. And uh, he takes his fucking tongue, which I don't know if you've ever tried that, bro. Fucking wine bottles are heavy, dog. Yeah. Hey, so that's showing some strength. Right. And he fucking notices that like. Like, because Sonny's laying out the plan, like, this is what we need to do, this is who we need to find, and he looks up, and Pepper's just shaking this fucking wine bottle at this chick, and he fucking rips it off his fucking <laughs> tongue. And the chick drops her cello and shit, like, ends up fucking up everybody. It's funny. But yeah, they, uh, he gets the check or whatever, and he's like, uh, why don't you go outside, and I'll, I'll go ahead and take care of this. They're walking out. He's, they fucking run off. He's like, they probably think we ran out of the check. He goes, well, they're thinking right. <laughs> I thought you said you had that prize money. You fucking lied to me. And he's like, I never I, lied to you. I got some of it. He's like, how much you got? He's like, eight bucks. <laughs> eight bucks, I reckon. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of your shit, Pepper. And uh, I got to give a shout out to my boy Ernie Hudson because the forgotten Ghostbuster, he's great in this. He is like, so great in this. He is good. Uh, they fucking camp out in Central Park. They've got a fire. I like that they make a little fire. Yeah. I mean, they, like they're real cowboys, like just out in the fucking woods. Like there's only one park in New York City and they found it. Like they're like, we found the grass. We're good. So he wakes him up and he's like, you know, it's a fine to camp in Central Park. And he's, he's like, He's like, what are y'all doing out here? He's like, well, you know, <laughs> I forgot what he says. Like, you know, real wicked shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're cold-blooded murderers or whatever. As he said, you That's know, like we're that. criminals mostly. Yeah. Uh, you know, just real wicked shit that we do out here. <laughs> and then that's when he tells him to, uh, you know, Sonny always, Pepper, watch your mouth. It's an officer of the law. Just doing his job. So then, of course, Pepper sees that the horse isn't standing right. So he goes back there and pulls a piece of glass out of the sh- out of the, the horse's hoof. Yeah, shows the cop, and of course, the cop like instantly becomes their best friends. Because he wanted to be a cowboy when he was growing oh, up of course, as yeah. a kid. 
And, you know, I can only imagine in a place like New York, like, you don't meet, like, real cowboys and shit like that. You know what I mean? Unless they're visiting or something. But, uh, so he he still gives him the fine. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't like, forget. I almost forgot. <laughs> he's like, what do you, what, what brings you to New York, you know? And he's like, we're looking for our friend, and we don't know where he's at, and yada, yada, yada. So he's like, well, come on down to Missing Persons. He's like, I'll help you find him. So they go down there and he keeps talking about how he wanted, always wanted to be a, a cowboy. And he's like, I was always a big fan of Bill Pickett. He goes, Bill Pickett was invented bulldog and black cowboy. And he's like, so do you hear this crazy motherfucker talking about Bill Pickett was a black man? He goes, or he goes, a black man invented bulldog. And he's like, yeah, that'd be Bill Pickett. He goes, oh, William Pickett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then they're, I they, love this ancient technology of the computer. Like dude, they did just you recognize old girl typing it in? No, who is it? It's Allison uh, Janning or whatever her name is. The the one from Mom, and she's a big timer now. Oh, really? I thought I recognized her, but I couldn't place her. Yeah, she's going to be way down on the Yeah, I was going to say. She's <laughs> she's like right above two the minute guy, guy on Subway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, dude, and then Artie Bucco from fucking Sopranos yeah, is yeah. the dispatcher, the police right, right. dispatcher. <laughs> So, like I said, it's a bunch of it. Oh, dude, and then I can't, I don't know who the the fashion designer is at the party. Right. When he's like, man, a man could get a fucking forever erection in here. And he's like, speak for yourself. Like, that guy is like a big time designer. I just don't know his name. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like Ralph Lauren or like. Tommy Hilfiger. Something like that, dude. <laughs> or Tom Ford. Somebody big time. But like, I just, I don't remember his name, but I know his face. Yeah. Like, you know. But that's why I said they just like sprinkled tiny bits. Like all we missing was like a New York giant to show up in this movie. Lawrence Taylor, what are you doing here? Well, it was 94 before everyone kind of blew up, I guess. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so they go and they they start typing it in. And like that ancient database somehow off of telling them that little bit of information. That age and like a scar over his eyebrow. Like he's got a dead guy. Got a dead guy over here. (laughs) And uh, it's a it's a it's a tough scene, dude. Because you know you see Nacho, and you realize like in that moment, like what he meant to both of them. Because Kiefer like takes his hat, they both take their hat off, which I liked. Like that's like a sign yeah, of sign like, respect, yeah. yeah. And uh, he kisses him on his forehead, and he's like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "Goodbye, old friend." Mm-hmm. And Pepper can't even say nothing. Like, he yeah, just, he just walks away. He just looks at him a couple times, you know, and. It's it's tough because like you know what I mean. I couldn't imagine. So now they're they're just worried about finding his daughter because she's young, she's a good looking girl. Like they traffic them and shit, you know. So they're they're now the now the hunt's on for the girl, but uh, it's kind of fucked up how they killed Nacho, man. They tied him up and then shot him in the back of the head. Oh, really? That? Oh, excuse me. They tied his thumbs together. Yeah. Like it's like some Chinese finger cuff shit, right? And then. Dumped him in the fucking Hudson, dude. Like East River, sorry. Yeah. Said so they pulled him out of the East River four days ago. Yeah, fucking John Stark is a real asshole. He's a gives no fucks about anybody. All he cares about is money, dude. And I gotta and say Mexican this, pussy. like I'll get to it. I'm not gonna dump onto it now, but like the third act of this movie this time around, kind of pissed me off a little bit. Yeah, same. Like a lot. Yeah. Like, not it didn't ruin it for me, but it definitely kind of was. Like, it hits different. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Definitely. Like, I mean, I know that it's a movie, 
You know right. what I mean? And it's like whatever. But like this time around, for some reason, like I was like, okay, I could, I could let that go. And then like another one would come up and be like, all right, I'll let it go. And then by the end, of it, I was just like, none of this shit is real. <laughs> <laughs> all Movie. I was thinking is like, he really wants that that Mexican pussy. <laughs> That's Cuban, all he Cuban pussy. Cuban pussy. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Uh, so. That's when you're introduced to Stark and like how crazy of a motherfucker he is. You know, they're, uh, shows him like, yo, there's a guy, a monk. No, that's not Tony Shalhoub, is it? That's a different guy, but he looks like Tony Shalhoub. He steals money and like Stark like puts his fucking hand onto the, onto the sewing machine and like shows him that he's going to sew his fucking hand up. It's like supposed to show you that he's like a mean, bad guy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You steal from me. But then he actually didn't do anything. Right. All talk. I mean, he got a little gangster. He got a little gangster. Um, Ouch. But he's Sorry. not even the top dude. And that's where a lot of his problems comes from. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's the second in command. It's an old dude named Manny that, that runs the shit. Mm-hmm. And he, that's the one thing I didn't like about this movie. Like he made it seem like he was not a bad guy. Like he was just helping these people out. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I mean, he kind of is, he's giving these people, a. you're bringing them over to do slave work for next to nothing. Yeah. And you're selling them on the dream. But of at America. least they're, but at least they're in America. Like at least they're not in Mexico. Like I know a lot of people are trying to get out of Mexico because it's absolutely insane. Like I would rather, I would assume someone would rather be a sweatshop worker in America than whatever it is they have down in Mexico. Like you're liable to be shot in your face. I guess it would just depend on how bad you had it. I right. Guess. But um, like this sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad as what it was, what it was. Yeah. That's, that's what I assume anyway. So you find out that he fucking kills Stark kills her dad over five grand. Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing to me. Like when it shows this dude's car, he's driving a brand new BMW for that time. And his apartment just looks fucking Chic as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. He's in a fucking silk kimono. I'm yeah. like, how loaded? Is, how many people has this guy fucking sold? Like, I don't know if you know this, but tra- uh, human trafficking traf- is where it's pays. at, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's where the money's at. No retirement, but let me tell you, you clean up <laughs> weekly. Like, so. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, man, five grand, bro. What was that? Like, your fucking rug? Like, did you really need that five Gs? I think it's just one of those things people get on their trips, like, trying to get every little greedy. Yeah. And they even, the old man even says it, like, you're getting fucking greedy, man. Yeah. He goes, you killed that girl. You're going to fuck this up for us. He goes, you killed that girl's fiver over $5,000. He's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. I wipe my ass with $5,000 every morning. Pretty much is like what he tells him. And he's like, you don't fucking work for me no more. Or that's what he that Stark tells him. He's like, I do the things you can't do anymore, man. You don't have the stomach for any, Manny. Mm-hmm. And Manny fucking hits him where it hurts. He's like, you know what I don't have the stomach for anymore? You, John. You. And it's kind of a cool scene because, like, Louise Guzman and the other henchmen are, like, sitting on the couch just watching this go back and forth. And right before he fucking shoots him, he winks at them to let, to let them know, like, hey, don't worry, daddy's got this. Mm-hmm. So the old man... Like, he just yells at him, like, sends him away like a fucking scolded child. And he's like, no, you know what else, Manny? You think you're better than me? And he fucking gives him two. So my whole thing with this is, okay, you shot your boss, but it's not like you're going to be accepted into that role. Like, I'm sure Manny had contacts that you don't even know about. Well, it shows that little meeting, like, when they first go to the bar. 
mm-hmm. the guy's like trying to give him a warehouse, and he's like, "No, man, I got a guy across town and give us that for half the price." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "I just don't want to see you get fucked, man." And he's like, "I've known that dude for thirty years. He's a friend of mine. Who's gonna fuck me?" Yeah. Like he's pretty much trying to make himself more important than he was. Right. But that's the thing. You kill the old man, then they got nobody to do business with but you. Yeah. Cause like I'm running this shit now. I guess. Cause he looks over at the henchman and he's like, Y'all got a problem with this? And they're like, nah, we're Louis like, I ain't got a problem. Well, you got a problem? <laughs> I'm good, bro. Like as long as we're still getting our money. Yeah. And uh Oh, I just thought it was really gangster. He pushes the old man out of the fucking chair and then like steps over him. Oh, the way he grabs him and pulls him out of that like chair. I was trash. Like, I was wondering as I I was like, was that the same old man? Or did they put like a stunt double to like get pulled out of that chair because mm. I don't know. How would you like to be that your credit guy right. pulled from dead body from chair? <laughs> you didn't hit the ground believable enough that time. Right. Need you to lay into the desk more. Alright man, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh uh when they're at that dinner, the this uh this lady, this oh, right, right, lady, right, yeah, I forgot she about slips that part. a card down into uh Pepper's shirt. And, you know, Sonny's like, she's a modeling agency or some shit like that. She's inviting you to a party. I do like that they kind of tie all this stuff together. Like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is something the 90s did do very well. Is like That's like my favorite scene when he goes to that fucking party. Right. I love that shit. Because I was thinking, I was like, what's the point of this party? And then it kind of pays off. I was yeah. like, oh, I see. You kind of tied it together. I like that. Yeah. That's the thing I th- I think I like the most about this movie is it doesn't force the comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of very natural. It, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then some of the stuff that's funny to me, like I don't even know if they intended it to be that funny. Yeah. Or if it's just like Woody Harrelson, the way he, you know what I mean? Like that's why I liked him so much. Cause it felt so natural. It just felt like right. that's who he was. That's why I wanted to watch uh, other things. You talked about like zombie land. Like I just feel like that's just naturally him. Yeah. They're just like, do your thing. Yeah, he's just a bad motherfucker. dude. Yeah. But uh, so he goes to this party and, of course, he sticks out like a fucking sore thumb. Yeah, because it's a high end fashion party and he's a cowboy. Right. He only drinks like one type of whiskey. I noticed that, too. Yeah. Like, what was it? It's mozzarella. I think it's a tequila. Oh, okay. He made me want that shit. And he's like talking to old girl. He's like, I bet you eat the worm. Because that's like his thing. Like, he likes to drink tequila and eat the worm, get fucked up. Right. He shows her how to do a, a a shiver shot, and like how many guys tried this? Oh, I mean, if I drank back then, I would have. <laughs> I might try it on my wife later. I bet said he don't. He said don't be shy. That bitch just goes to fucking licking him, son. She wanted his ass bad, dude. But she like uh, she's like I have some people I want you to meet. Like uh, that's the reason why I brought you here. And he's like, so he meets him as these two French dudes, and they're like, that they're fucking hilarious to me. And he's like, I love the hat, I love the boots, <laughs> the attitude. <laughs> they're all French, and so they like start kissing him in the hand. They start kissing him on the cheeks and shit. And he's like, y'all a couple of weird ducks, ain't you? <laughs> you couple of rope suckers. <laughs> 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 you about to lose a hand there, Pierre. <laughs> and she's like, "What the fuck is that all about?" And she's like, "They want you to mod." He goes, "They're they're fashion designers. They make men's undergarments." Yeah. And then he turns to the stage, and it's these dudes in kilts, and they just fucking rip the kilts off. Turns into Magic Mike real quick. And he's like, 
You want me to walk around in my underwear, a bunch of fucking strangers? She goes, you got me fucked up. Like, I ain't doing that shit. She's like, I could get you $500 an hour and maybe more. And he's like, I don't care if you paid me a billion dollars. And I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit. Like, Pepper, you getting that money, dog. <laughs> the wife was kind of uh, admiring um, Woody Harrelson's physique in this movie. She's like, he's, oh, he's in shredded. his prime. He's shredded, yeah. yeah. But then you get that cool dance scene, man. Uh, my boy's up there just fucking flaunting, son. I love that fucking, that thing he's doing with the boots. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to learn how to do that shit. He's like the cowboy dancing and shit. And then like the dude, the two friends just take it off. <laughs> take it <laughs> off. So, uh, yeah, he's like flirting with old girl. And that's when he sees John Stark. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, he just goes him? straight punching him like, in the you, face. He's like, you know him? And she was like, she's like, yeah, he's a fake clothing manufacturer. She's like, yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. know him. So like, introduce me. She don't even get, like, fucking Pepper Lewis out, and he just fucking, this son of a bitch killed my friend Nacho. Da, da, da. And then, then he has to, like, get away from security, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he's like, I like the, the way hole. he uh, slams them together, and then the boot, mm. the heel of the boot to the toes. Oh, you know that shit oh, hurts so fucking, fucking bad. Because you know they're wearing some fucking wingtip dress yeah. shoe, no support. And he's no got cover. that cowboy strength. Like, <sighs> Stomping bulls and, and shit. He probably cut a couple of toes off. He might have. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> broke one. Broke yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets away and uh, yeah, him and Sonny have the big fight or whatever because every time they go to talk about why Pepper didn't show up to the to the rodeo, right. Sonny just shuts down. He's like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I try to count on you and that's what you do to me. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so he straight up drives off. Mm-hmm. He's like... Kicks him out of the truck. Well, Pepper follows him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nacho had pawned his guns in New York to to get the money to get his daughter. Yeah, because they found the pawn slip on his, uh, on his corpse. Yeah, it was the only thing they found on his body. Right. And uh, so he goes there and she's like. <laughs> I love that he goes in the pawn shop and he's like, all right, I'll take these. She's like, $4,000? He's like, these are my guns. Yeah, for $4,000. He's like, that looks about like all of them. He's like, I'll take them. And she's like, $4,000. <laughs> Lady, these are my guns. He's like, I only need a couple of them. I'll give you an IOU. It's the best I can do right now. And then that big motherfucker comes out from the back. And he's like, don't do that. And he's like, what, this? And he, he shoves I, He does it a couple times in the movie. He'll put his cigarette out. And then put it on his puts ear. Puts it right back on his ear. That's when, like, shit's about to go down. Yeah, oh, like, shit, he got the cigarette. That's when you know Sonny's about to fuck somebody. Right. Because he did it. He did it in the rodeo at first. He, like, knocks his, uh, his cherry off and then ties it behind his ear or throws it behind his ear and he does it again i was like oh shit buddy get serious and then he hog ties him <laughs> not my best time but it'll do <laughs> Danny. Uh, that's a gangster ass move i wish i could just like and anytime i got into an altercation just i just hog tie somebody. somebody like it's the most innocent thing like <laughs> that'll calm your ass down <laughs> motherfucker when i get out of this beat your ass <laughs> So uh, he shows her the belt buckle and Pepper had followed him to the pawn shop and he's like, don't do that, Sonny. Like, don't give him the belt buckle. And uh, it's like just a symbol of their friendship and like what they had accomplished together and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's like, there's only two legged in the world and it don't mean a damn thing to me anymore. And like, that's where you're like, oh. you get that emotional like, damn, tugging Sonny. heartstrings. Pepper walks away. He gets a couple of the guns. Well, he tries to go fucking gung-ho. Gung-ho get her back himself. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they catch him. Beat the shit out of him. 
throw them in a room type of deal. Yeah. And this is where not I'm not gonna say plot holes because obviously they tie up this movie every well, but convenient. Yeah, plot. it's convenient. Complete convenient writing, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And it just starts getting progressively worse in the third act. I don't know why, bro. Well, you do notice that, like, the first quarter of the movie is so fun and so, like, tight and just so, like, you're having a good time. And then, yeah, like you said, it just slowly, progressively gets, like, more unbelievable and more more outlandish, right? Yeah, you're like, what's going on? These guys go from two, like, regular cowboys from New Mexico to, like, they're pretty much running. Hitmen, yeah. (laughs) Well, no, it's not even that, dude. They pretty much have the entire police force working for them at the end of this movie. Right. I'm like, for one, I don't think any cop in New York City has ever gave this much shit about anything, let alone one person. And then this dude's calling the police station. He's getting tracks shut down and... and yeah, you drive your truck through, through a bar, dude. I'm like, you just had seven felonies and the fucking cop followed you in and yeah. held these people up at gunpoint, too. Right, exactly. That's the part where I was like, oh, I don't You're know going to it. prison and so is the fucking cop, dude. Right. Like... <laughs> I thought you wanted to be a cowboy. He's like, I do. He's like, well, this is the cowboy way. I love it, though, when they can do that naturally. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not forced. Yes. Can't force it. <laughs> I know the wife was like, she said, they said the thing. <laughs> I love that shit when it's natural. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I hate it when it's forced. You're like, ah, yeah. uh, you just shoved that in there, but. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's just like, he runs it through there, and then uh, they go and save Sonny or whatever, and, uh. He's just like, oh my god! So the girl helps untie Sonny, and he they beats beat the him. shit out of him, tie him up, and they don't even check to see if he has a knife. Yeah, right. I was thinking the same thing. I was hey. like, really, you're just gonna leave a knife on him? But and why uh, wouldn't they have just killed him? No, wait on Stark. Why, bro? He just wants to know that those, we killed him. It's the '90s plot, like right. Like, gotta, well, kid, we gotta tell him the whole plan before we kill him. Right. We gotta kill enough time that he can he can <laughs> get come away back from this. Um, but yeah, so Pepper comes and saves him, gets them both out of there. But then they get Luis Guzman. I forgot about this part. This is a great part. But even this feels like it couldn't happen. I feel like this could happen. I feel like for a certain second, but then that fucking calf's going to rip your dick off. Dude. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I, I get that. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> that's fucking murder. Like, <laughs> they're playing it off as a playful joke, which is cool and all. But once again, the cop is helping them torture somebody, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Even the most noble of causes. I'm just like, and I'm trying to not, like, I'm trying not to, like, pay attention to it. I'm just like, no. You can't help it, though. I'm because having you're... fun. I'm enjoying the movie. And it's hilarious, bro. Look at this calf. What's a baby suck... cow going to do to me? <laughs> suck that dick right off your body. He's a big one. He sees it. He's and then the well. cow's eyes just get all big and shit. He's like, we had a hell of a time getting him off his mama's tit. He goes, and it might even feel good for about three to four seconds. And then, uh, and then I started getting hard thinking, never mind. I'm just kidding. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then I was like, I want a cow to blow me now. Because right. you can't help but imagine what that would feel like. And you're right. You're like, oh, that would feel good for a couple of seconds. And then it would just Because that's what I'm saying. For one, I feel like as soon as the cow isn't getting milk out of it, it's yeah. going to go harder. Right. Because they're going to think something like, oh, it's just a little clogged up. We just got to clear this bad boy out. <laughs> and then you got teeth involved. Like, your dick is gone, bro. It's gone. I need, I need Mythbusters on this one. <laughs> and not only, not only 
is he getting his dick sucked by an animal, but it's also a child animal, so it's a pedophile on top of it. Bestiality yeah, and beast- pedophilia. Yeah, pedophilia, bestiality all in one. Like I said, dude, the the amount of felonies they rack up in this third act, bro, uh, they'd have done life. <laughs> they'd have done life in New York. First of all, New York has some of the most strict gun laws, and he just lets these dudes go in there like fucking... Just because they're cowboys. Yeah. It's like, just let them go. They know hey, what man, they're doing. They're deputies, man. They're the good ones. <laughs> At least if you'd have sworn them in or something, I could have got a little bit more behind the it. The only know? reason right. I let it go a little bit is because they did get them to this uh, trafficking ring, you know? Right. You know, they did help them but find... But they even got half the police force out on the boats and right, shit, right, bro. Right. I'm just like, bro, who's working for who out here, dude? <laughs> and like, what, Lou, uh, Ernie Hudson's like the most powerful cop in New York? He's right. just like calling in radios, random ass radios. They got the dispatcher. He's actually that's the chief the, of police. That's at the 62 precinct. Dude, he has the chief of police come out and tell them, like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, like, there's a shit ton of this going on. Like, we ain't going to find this girl. She's right. fucking gone. And I was just like, when the fuck has a police chief ever taken time to talk to two random motherfuckers mm-hmm. ever in their life? <laughs> oh, well, you're friends with Ernie. So, you know, we're going to we're going to we're going to take good care of you boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out here. <laughs> and then they steal two ho- two cops horses. And he's like, it's he's like, right. it's all right. Pick up horses. Yeah. That's it's still a felony. Just let them go. It's, it's still a felony. <laughs> Riding the horses on the fucking tracks. Then they get on the train. The, where are the horses at now? Now the police. And those are technically police officers. So those yeah, horses run true. into the fucking river and die, bro. Then they killed two cops. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. It's like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I'm saying, dude. It's like the third act of this movie. They're just like, look, we're going to call this fucking movie Cowboys on the Loose. Yeah. And like I feel bad because I still enjoyed it, you know. And then the shootout part, like they just start, they go into this dude's warehouse and they just start shooting motherfuckers up, bro. Sonny kills two, Pepper kills one, and I'm just like, these are the bad guys, though. Yeah, I get it, but like they still <laughs> fucking killed somebody. No statements, no nothing. <laughs> All right, guys, you got your girl. I hope you have a good one. They literally went from one crime scene to another crime scene to another. Cr- oh, they broke Every- into a fucking petting zoo to get the calf. Yeah. And the cops with them. Oh, I don't know, man. I just like I can't think about this. This last time where I was just like, these guys would be deserving life. Yeah, they saved this girl. I was thinking the same thing, and they're just like, it's all good. Yeah. And the old girl was pretty accepting that her dad's dead, and now she's just going to live in New Mexico with these two white guys. Like, <laughs> she's all got a cowboy hat. Automatically speaks perfect English. They're like, mm-hmm. you take care of her now. She's like, I will. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But yeah, and uh, I'm sorry. Like, I know that CGI wasn't a real big thing or whatever, but at the train scene when he lassos. Even even when I was a kid, I was like, you could have done better. That's a dummy. 150%. Fun fact, that was a real person. (laughs) He actually was born with no bones. (laughs) I like this new fun fact segment. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, bro, all the budget was gone. (laughs) Like. Look, man, we tied two pillows and a couple fucking t-shirts. Five million went to that puppet doll. But yeah, that was another thing is uh, they they had to use, I think it was almost 50 cameras to catch the scene of them riding the horses through the streets because they were, they were, they were, I forget what they call them. They were show horses. Like they jumped over shit. Like, you know, those things where like the, the, the go through like a course and yeah, the yeah. horse has to jump over the little shits and they like grade them or, or they, 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 uh, they time them and all that other shit. Yeah. It's like a thing. It's like right, a, right. 
I forget what they call it, but it's like uh, that movie, Something to Talk About with Julia Roberts. That's what those people did. They had show horses and they competed and all that. But anyways, that's what those horses were for. And Woody Harrelson and Kiefer Sutherland both knew how to ride a horse. But they were like, look, these aren't fucking normal horses. They got horsepower. (laughs) They're like, if you lose control, don't worry about it. They're trained. They'll stop after like we give them the fucking command or whistle or whatever. Okay. But like, like if you fall off, you're going to get fucked up. So they said, whatever you do, just pull yourself into the horse. Hold on to the horse. Don't let go of the horse. And Woody Harrelson's like, I've been riding horses my whole life, man. He's like, I ain't afraid of shit. And he said, when they said action and that motherfucker took off, he said the first three takes were useless because it was just me and Kiefer fucking hanging on for dear life. <laughs> there was no acting, nothing. He's like, we just were fucking terrified. He's like, and then eventually we, you know, they spliced it all together and got it. But like, I thought that was crazy that they had to do it. And they, they literally shot it in New York, which nobody shoots in New York anymore. Like, yeah. it's just easier to go to Canada and build in New York. Right. You know, and that's what most of these people do. But they filmed in New York City. All that stuff. And uh, I just thought that was crazy that like, because Woody Harrelson's like, out of all the movies I've done, he goes, that was one of the scariest shits I've ever done. With the horse? With the horse. He's uh, like, because we really thought these horses were going to fucking kill us. <laughs> he goes, I had to look it up, but uh, they still use horses in New York City for the cops and everything. I wondered about that because, like, I know that was a thing at one point. Yeah, the same thought process. I was like, I knew this was a thing at, at one point in time, but do they still do it? Yes, they do. Yeah. Because in crowded places, they need to be able to see what's going right. on around them. So horses are easy because people just get the fuck out of the way. I was going to say, when you say move... And you're on a fucking, you're on a fucking, uh, what are them fucking horses, the Budweiser horses called? When you're oh, on a fucking they, Clydesdale, they're going to get out of the fucking way. Right. right. Um, but yeah, when I was, when I visited New Orleans, I mean, this was 2015, 14, something like that. But um, on Bourbon Street, they had horses, mm-hmm. cops on horses. And I remember because I was drunk as fuck and I asked the cop if I could pet his horse. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, just don't make any sudden movements. Like, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And he's like, the horse. Spooks easy. Yeah. He's like, you want to lose a fucking hand? I'm like, no. He's like, then just be easy. <laughs> I gave it like one one snout grab, you yeah. know, like one snout pet. And I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> but it was good times. But yeah, I was wondering that if that was still a thing. Like, yeah. I guess like, yeah, it makes sense, but it's like, where do they keep these fucking horses at? Like, I was thinking about the shit problem because you know they're shitting everywhere. Oh, yeah, but I, they put bags on them. Well, that's what the wife yeah. told me. She said they have bags on them now that like catches all the shit. Same thing at like parades and stuff. When you see people do it, they they'll either have that or they'll have somebody on a cart with like big ass pooper scoopers that they mm-hmm. pick up the horse shit while they're going. Right. But yeah, it's just crazy, man. And like. Never being to New York City and then seeing it then, like, versus now, I bet, like, it's crazy, like, the difference of how it looks. But even with all the problems in the third act, I still had a great time watching it. I still laughed. Still still hit me in the, the nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still had a good time with this movie. I, I understand how not perfect it is, but nostalgia hits me hard with this one. I was going to say, like, the first two-thirds of this movie, I still, like, it's a classic to me. Mm-hmm. Third third act could, could use some work. Yeah, third act falls apart. Right. Uh, but, so it, it, it dropped down, it dropped down a, 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 a level in the par scale. Yeah. 
but I still get this movie a solid like seven three. Seven three. Yeah. It's a it's a soft recommend. Like Woody Harrelson, Kiefer Sutherland, like if you're a fan of either of those guys, it's worth checking out because yeah. they do such a good job in this movie. It really does. And uh, like you said, it almost doesn't seem like they're acting. It's just like... Yeah, they're just buddies hanging out. Right. And they're just having to be filming this shit. But yeah. It's still funny. It's still, still a good ride. It's a feel, I think it's a feel-good movie. Um, But uh, but yeah, the, 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 I started like, you know... And that's the thing that sucks about sometimes when you go back and watch movies you loved when you were younger, because you start noting, and like, we've been doing this for three years now, you know what I mean? So like, we're about to hit four. Yeah. So I'm saying, so it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say I watch movies differently, but I watch movies differently now. Yeah. Like, you, you analyze them. Yeah. I pick up on shit that I didn't used to notice. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to say it's ruined movies for me, but like it has made me kind of, it's a, it's a. Uh, a good and a bad thing because the good you get to appreciate movies on a different level like god mm. i can't believe they did that i know you know or that you see what they're doing been ridiculous to try or whatever. right but at the bad thing is is the lesser movies you start to notice like god you guys couldn't try it a little harder <laughs> like damn that is bad yeah or like that is not nearly as good as i remember it right so yeah but yeah i still had fun with it Glad I own it. And now we have a rare movie because we both own one that's out of print. Yeah. So. Yeah, you were talking before we hit record. I got the, like the first run of prints on this thing. Like these, the CGI is pretty bad on this. Not the CGI, but the uh, graphic design on this is pretty, pretty bad. You know what's weird though is the side, the, the, the label on the side is the exact same. Is it really? That's what made me think that it, we had the same one. Let me see the back. Yeah, even that's different. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fun little movie. I enjoyed it. Um, this was packaged in 2021, so this is like new. Oh, wow. So you got the newer one. I got the old one. You got one. the old one. I didn't look up what year mine was made. Yeah. I'm going to have to do that when I get home. So I see you got a little got a little, got a little, haul over there? No, I don't have a haul. I just have a movie. Oh, that's a book. Okay. Yeah. It is Alice in Wonderland. The original? I bought the book, yeah. I listened to it on audiobook, and I really enjoyed it, so I picked up the... But that's not, I didn't mean to talk about that on the podcast. It's kind of there. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I just thought it was like a se- season or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is one movie that people have been bringing up that I've been wanting to watch for a hot minute. Three Billboards. And funny enough, it has Woody Harrelson in it. Uh, Fran- and Francis McDormand. So, mm. McDormand. That guy must really love Woody Harrelson, the guy that directed that. Because he's in like half his movies. Yeah, I'm sure. Because uh, we were talking before the podcast. He also did In Bruges. Yeah, what he's not in that one, but he's Seven in, Psychopaths. He's in Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. So I'm excited to check it out. It's just a movie I wanted to watch. Maybe I'll do it on the podcast. Maybe not. Who knows? Shout out to all the uh, superhero fans out there. If you are debating on whether to go see Guardians 3, go see it. Do yourself a favor. It's one of the most satisfying end to an arc's. I've gotten in a while like James Gunn is still fucking killing it and I'm actually excited about what he's going to do with DC like I think a guy knows how to do superheroes I I think he's that's his wheelhouse but I think he's gonna he's gonna make DC better for it probably but uh yeah I I did enjoy we just need another Suicide Squad kind of movie oh it's coming 
That before, that last one made so much. She's definitely doing another one. It was so good. So funny. So entertaining. I like both of them, but I mean, you'd be a crazy person to say that the second one's not better. Right. You know what I mean? Um, They're not really comparable. They're almost like two different They're, things. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like The only thing holding them together is Harley Quinn. <laughs> the Captain Boomerang. Yeah. For about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I guess Flag but and a Waller. They get the best parts of the original, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Except for uh, Diablo. I really liked him. I, I thought he was badass. Like fucking. He, he could have been interesting to like watch. When they were like, uh, I just liked his arc and like how his power was like a fucking curse to yeah. him. And like you'd think being a gangbanger, like it would make your life so much better. But like all it did was like he lost control and would kill everybody around him. Like, I love that scene where he's on the prison yard mm-hmm. and he just fucking incinerates everybody. And then he's got the fucking crown and fucking fire above his head. Yeah. Yo, what this shit? Yo, what this? Like, I, I thought that was badass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's that's literally like the only new movie I've seen lately mm-hmm. was Guardians. And then, you know, Super Mario or whatever. But um, next week. Next week's episode, I found another gym. This was a uh, this was a grail for me. I've been looking for it for a while. Yeah, you've had me in suspense. You wouldn't tell me what it was. You made it to this moment, so I don't even know. Ready to rumble. Right. <laughs> yes, I've seen this. We've talked about it. I, I love this movie. Yeah. Like, I, I only saw it the one time. I remember laughing at it, thinking it was kind of dumb, but funny at the same time. So I was curious. thinking about it on the way over here, though, and I was like, other than The Wrestler and Ready to Rumble, like, what other wrestling movies do you know? There's not really. Exactly. Like, and this is, like, the complete opposite of The Wrestler. The Wrestler is dramatic. It's beautiful. It's it's pain. It's, you know, it's showing the dark, shitty side of wrestling. This is complete slapstick showing you the fun, showing you the, the, the stupidness of it, and David Arquette and... uh I don't know why I can never remember his fucking name, dude. He's somebody's son. <laughs> Scott. His dad's like one of the best actors ever, dude. I don't yeah. know why I can't think of it right now. Fucking, It's not Redford. It's not Robert Redford. It's the other guy. Fucking. Con. Scott Con. James Con's son. Fuck. I don't know why it was taking me so long to do that. Scott Con is great in this, too. Yeah. I do remember I do remember having fun with this, but I did wonder like if it aged well. Oh, it probably hasn't. Yeah. And I loved Oliver Platt in this movie too. Yeah, he's pretty fun. Endless wrestling cameos from like when I was into wrestling, like, you know, nine to twelve years old. Like my favorite wrestlers. Like the only bro fucking wrestler that I love that's not in that movie is Stone Cold. Like <laughs> everybody else is in that bitch. Doink was always my favorite for some reason. I always like Doink the Clown too. Doink yeah. and Dink. Yeah. Great tag team match. Mm-hmm. Um They never really made it big. No, they didn't. I remember when when I used to play my buddy in the Sega wrestling game, you could get him. Yeah, and yeah. He came I out always, with his pail. Mm-hmm. And you could just wail on people <laughs> yeah. with that bitch. The more mainstream was Sting that I rooted for, but before that, yeah, it was fucking Mick. Shout out to Mick. Loves fucking Sting. I know. It's like his hero in life. Yeah, we were talking. We're gonna be getting together sometime in August for the blue, blue steel. Is it blue steel? Yeah. 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 He was hitting me up. He's like, we gotta do the thing. And I was like, but it's Crime Corner. He's like, I don't care. I got to do the thing. 
I was like, all right, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's Mick's corner. Right. Mick can do whatever the fuck he wants in his corner. It's a miss. It's a Mick episode. Yeah. Who knows where it's going? Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just, I don't know. I've been just been enjoying the comedies, honestly, man. Like, and now, I, like, once you get me thinking comedies, like, then I start digging at, like, you know, unhidden hidden gems, unknowns, you know? And, like, this one, pop, like, when I bought it, I was like, this is the movie I'm doing. Yeah. This is the movie I'm doing. This I'm week. excited to rewatch it. I hope to God you can find it, bro. I don't want you to have to buy this, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure I'll find it somewhere. I hope to God. I don't think it's somewhere. as fucking... Yeah, I, you wouldn't think, bro, but 94, I mean, fuck, that's forever now, but yeah, like, it's, it's almost, almost 20 years ago now. Right. But I feel like this movie came out in like 02. 30 years ago. <laughs> I feel like 02, though, like, it should be out somewhere. Right? <clears throat> Ready to Rumble was kind of a little more popular. I don't think I should have a problem finding it. All right. Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I was like, I was like, I definitely want to do this. The other grail I found while I was out, Return <laughs> to Oz. Oh yeah, you finally found I it. Finally found it, bro. Wow. I even paid I, I need an for applause it. button for this for Dude. finally getting it. Now, now I I'm, was I was very close to buying it for you. Just I, I'm like he's not going to find it out I'm there, glad but you didn't. didn't. I'm glad you didn't, man, cuz victory. <laughs> that dopamine hit was like heroin. It was so good, dude. <laughs> and they didn't charge you an arm and a leg for it. He only much? wanted a dollar. And you know, I don't like paying a dollar for regular movies, but I was like, "You know what, motherfucker? You, you got me. This, you earned this fucking dollar, dude." <laughs> I mean, it's kind of worth it. You don't see it. You right. know, supply and demand. Well, dude, my homeboy Tony's got it on Blu-ray. And I was thinking, like, how fucking rare is that motherfucker to find? Dude? Yeah, and there's not a lot of people buying that shit. But yeah, dude, it's like the most non-talked about sequel, like unknown sequel. Somebody ever. somebody at work brought it up to me. And I thought I knew he was talking about it. I thought he was talking about Oz with uh, Dave Franco. James Franco? James Franco. And uh, he's like, no, not that one. He's like, it's a remake of... Oz, or not a remake but a, a sequel a sequel yeah. to oz that came out in the 80s he showed me like a clip of it of like the things with the wheels on its hands he's like isn't that terrifying i'm like yes it is i don't want to see this dude that shit was made for kids yeah i saw it at summer camp and i was like what is this movie and they're like <laughs> it's the sequel to wizard of oz i was like wizard of oz doesn't have a fucking sequel and they're like it does <laughs> it's, it's nightmare fuel dude even the fucking villain she like takes her head off and she has like 12 heads like each have different expressions and shit, like in hairstyles. It's a creepy ass movie. And I haven't even seen it in probably twenty five years. Yeah. I'd still remember that shit. Like, <laughs> Are you gonna do it on the podcast? I don't know. Thinking about it. Maybe. It would be a fun It would be cool a just fun to episode. Do it, but I'm afraid that like it would be one of those things that like I would hate it so much, like I wouldn't even want to talk about it. Yeah. You know? I get that. Uh I'll probably watch it and just just see how I feel about it. Yeah, if you want to talk about it. There was a uh, there was a movie I watched when I was a kid, but I didn't realize how young I was. But anyway, my th- my thumbnails get kind of long, and the wife gets kind of like freaked out. She's like, "Can you please cut your crack nails?" And I always go a little sensey watsy. Have you ever seen Babes in Toyland? Yeah, yeah. So the the evil guy he had the long yeah. thumbnail. She's never seen it. Oh god. So I turn on Babes in Toyland, and I was like, "Oh, this is for babies." <laughs> It's like way more juvenile than I remember it being. They had like sing-alongs and fucking teddy bears and everything. I was like, oh, this is for babies. I'm sorry. But you see a thumbnail and that's yeah. good. That's all you need. Yeah, there's there's a lot of movies like that now. Like I'll go back to watch them and it's just like, yeah, I think I've outgrown it. Because uh, it. it was Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. at their like youngest. Yeah. Well, not. Not Drew. Not Drew. She's but been in everything. Yeah, I was going to say. 
<clears throat> but yeah, I uh, I've I've been enjoying the year comedy, man. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't gone too crazy with you, but maybe I will eventually. I just keep thinking of these movies that I want to talk about. Like I forgot about the Cowboy Way until it popped up, and I was like. Yeah, you were like, it. you were like, you don't, you don't care, do you? And I'm like, fucking hell no, I don't care, bro. I love the cowboy way. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I, uh, I mean, I still wouldn't mind doing, you know, big trouble and little. Oh, time. we're gonna do it. It's just right. I had to take a. But yeah, I'm glad you picked this one, man, because I. It was a nice little revisit. I feel yeah. like it's one of those things like we've talked about it a couple times, and we're like, oh, we should do that, but like we never have, and mm-hmm. like you remembered. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I. uh Definitely looking forward to, to, to doing Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. <laughs> well, until then. Later, y'all.